just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. This is the Rational Boomer Podcast. Welcome back. I'm really enjoying seeing all the people coming to take time to listen to these podcasts. I appreciate it immensely. As I've always said, tell your friends, colleagues, and neighbors, we want to get as many Rational Boomers together so we can form some kind of coalition that gives us some power, gives us a voice. We talk about a lot of things here. Uh, We tend to talk a lot about politics and uh, some news stories and those sorts of things. Uh, But uh, on these shows, we'll talk about other stuff, too, as I have. Not as much as I'd hoped, because there's so much stuff going on. But I like to talk about nostalgia. That's what we boomers like to talk about. I like to talk about, uh, you know, stories and things like that that we've all experienced. And that's why I always encourage you to interact you go to the anchor.fm page, you can uh, leave a voicemail message. I've had some of those and incorporated them into the program. Or you can send me an email at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Love to incorporate some of the thoughts, questions, or comments you have into the program. Well, as I'm starting the recording of this program, uh, it's an opportune time because I just got done watching Attorney General Merrick Garland give a policy speech from the Department of Justice. Now, we've been talking a lot about Merrick Garland on TikTok. We've got some issues with him, and we'll get to that here in just a bit. But let's talk about some positive things that the DOJ and uh, Merrick Garland are currently doing. Merrick Garland stood up and gave a speech, and he was addressing uh, the country and the DOJ, about some of the problems we're seeing with these post-election audits like in Arizona or some of the voter suppression going on. And uh, the DOJ obviously has an interest in these sort of things. We've been hearing a lot of all these state governments putting together and passing these voter suppression bills. I mean, these are blatantly voter suppression. And uh, clearly racist and clearly problematic and more than likely illegal. Now, we hadn't heard anything from the DOJ up to this point. We did know that there was a letter sent by the DOJ to the Arizona audit people saying, hey, we think there might be some illegal activities in the things you're doing. But it was just a letter. I was complaining about the fact that uh, it would seem that Merrick Garland was doing little or nothing about some of the problems going on in this country, and I found that troubling, especially since what we went through for four years with the Trump DOJ and ultimately William Barr. But Merrick Garland stood up today and gave a speech, addressed those problems, and uh, identified them as potentially illegal. And while they only sent a letter at this point. It looks like things are going to change. It looks like they're going to take some action. Now, Mayor Garland brought up something uh, about the 60s 
when there were similar problems with voter suppression and this sort of thing. And Bobby Kennedy, who was the attorney general at the time when this stuff was happening, said, we need to go after all of these offenses and we need to prosecute them where it's necessary. And the DOJ basically told him, yeah, we can do that, but we're going to need a lot more lawyers, which is true. This uh, DOJ doesn't have enough lawyers to approach the things we've got going on now being as widely spread as it is. So they got the more lawyers, and they went after it back in the 60s. And now Merrick Garland is doing the same thing. He's in the same situation. He's got at least 14 states around the country um, enacting voter suppression bills. You got the audits in Arizona, and now it looks like it's going to spread to other parts of the country. Now, all of these are illegal to a certain extent. I know a lot of people have said to me, well, they did this in Texas. They did this in uh, Florida. Is there anything we can do about it? Well, there is something we can do about it. When I say we, meaning me and you as a country. And that is what Merrick Garland is talking about. What has to happen is the DOJ has to seek out these potential offenses, investigate them, and then indict and prosecute these things. And up to now, we'd heard nothing from the Department of Justice. We didn't know what they were doing. Now, I have to grant you, Merrick Garland has only been the attorney general for three months, but we got some deep, deep problems here that need to be addressed. And uh, I know that Merrick Garland probably needs some ramp-up time to understand what's going on in the DOJ because the Trump administration left it in a fucking mess. So it's going to be a long time before everything is straightened out. But we need some action. The American public needs to hear that something is going on. Something is being done to repair the damage that was done by the Trump administration. So now it appears that Merrick Garland is going to double his civil rights section staff. Meaning that's going to be more people that go into these states where these voter suppression laws are being enacted where the audits are being done, and to seek out all of those offenses, places where they're breaking the law. They get to investigate it, and they get to indict and prosecute for it now. Now, this is going to change things for all these states that think they can get away with doing anything. They cannot States have a certain amount of autonomy, but they can't break federal law. And Merrick Garland is going to make sure that they don't break federal law short of being prosecuted. Now, what this could mean is that some of these people will back off of it. They'll change the laws. But we know with Trump supporters, they love to double down. They love to get in your face and say, we're not stopping. Well, If the federal government comes to you and says, you're breaking federal law and we're going to prosecute you, you better stop or you're going to jail. So that is a positive thing that I'm seeing from Merrick Garland now. Finally, after three months, we are seeing some action. Now, all we're really seeing right now is them telling us they're going to take action. So the next step is to watch them actually do it. 
and it will be a welcome relief to most of us normal people. But now that this has happened, you'll start getting kickback from the states who want to do the audits, who want to do the voter suppression. You can't do that. That's just Biden doing this, and that's just Biden doing that. Tough shit. If you're breaking federal law, and you're stupid enough to either not know that, or you're doing it intentionally, now there's going to be a price. You're going to be exposed to the Department of Justice, and if you've done something illegal, they're going to prosecute you. Now, you can either continue doing this sort of thing, or give it up and save your ass. And we know these Trump and Trump people are basically cowards. They're bullies. They try to push it in your face. They try to double down, hoping that you'll cow away and uh, just forget about it. That's what we had to do for four years with the administration because we've got Republican control in the Senate and for a time in the House. There was nothing the Democrats can do. Hopefully this will put things back at least on the road to normal. It's going to take a while to undo some of this stuff because we know that investigations and prosecutions and these sorts of things take time. So that's why I was, I was concerned about the fact that nothing was happening up until today. But better late than never. So the DOJ, Merrick Garland, are going to go into these states, like Arizona, for example, now, the audit itself may not be illegal per se, but some of the ways they're handling this shit is illegal. You send in the cyber ninjas, they don't know jack from jack, and they're messing things up. And they're making mistakes. And now they're going to have to pay for those mistakes. These voter suppression laws are clearly against federal law, but when the Trump administration was in, nobody held them accountable. They just let them do whatever they want to do. Well, now under Joe Biden and Garrick, uh, Merrick Garland in uh, the DOJ, that's no longer going to happen. These people are going to have to address the issues and ultimately pay the price if they continue to do what they're doing. So that's the good news about, uh, about what's going on with the Department of Justice, the new AG, Merrick Garland, this voter suppression stuff. Those people asking me, is there something we can do? Is there court cases? Now, keep in mind, there are also other individuals or individual companies or, or groups that are also suing the states for these voter suppression laws and the audit. Now, he didn't say it as much, but usually in these cases, that means the Department of Justice will join in and help those people giving the lawsuits. So now they're going to get a two-pronged attack. And that two-pronged attack is the, 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 the lawsuits from the groups that are civilians. The DOJ will help those civilians go forward with those lawsuits. But then on top of it, the DOJ will go in after them to check on these crimes, investigate and prosecute if necessary. So now the heat is going to be put on these people. It's going to change from what it was for four years. I can do whatever I want. I can be racist. I can create voter suppression. I can try to cheat and say the election wasn't real. That Joe Biden is not the president. Merrick Garland stood up there and said the very thing we all say. Well, it's been recounted. It's been 
handled by legal authorities. It's been to court. And Joe Biden won the election. The idea that there was election fraud and Donald Trump really won isn't true. Merrick Garland said as much. That's the Department of Justice. That's Merrick Garland, the very highest um, law enforcement officer in the country. So if you need more than that, then you're in the wrong goddamn country. That's not how it works. We listened to William Barr. We're going to talk about him in a minute. We listened to them. We listened to him. And they just ran roughshod in this country. They did whatever they wanted. They did Donald Trump's bidding, which is a problem. Because William Barr wasn't wasn't Donald Trump's lawyer. He is a lawyer to this country. So to be a hired gun for Donald Trump is unethical and illegal. And we're going to talk about that part of it um, next. Because William Barr and... Uh, the DOJ from that era has some serious, serious problems. Jeff Sessions, the previous AG, has some serious problems and a lot of answering to do. So we're going to talk about that as well. But the good news is, is at least with this voter suppression and these stupid fucking audits, they're now going to be held accountable. They're going to put more people on staff in the DOJ, in the Civil Rights Division, and they're going to go after these people. They're going to hold them accountable. So that's good to see. It's good to see that Merrick Garland finally stepped up and did something. Now, maybe I'm being too harsh because you've only been there three months, but we got some serious problems. We can't sit and wait and run around and chase our tail. We got to get on this shit now. We got to go after it now and do what we can to get things back to normal. Isn't that interesting? We've been dealing with COVID and we're saying, when will we get back to normal? But we had a almost as maybe a worse situation with Donald Trump in office for four years, took our democracy and took our form of government and changed it completely and messed it up. Now, as we're getting back to normal with COVID, we need to get back to normal with the rule of law and our government. So let's watch and see if that happens. But we got to keep the pressure on. We got to keep on them. We got to keep pushing them, pressuring them, because even though they might be Democrats, maybe they're even looking at our best interest, they still need to be pushed. And the power's with us. Remember that. So let's use that power to make sure they do what they're supposed to do. Tell you what, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk to talk about some of the other issues we've been running into with the Department of Justice and some of the things that are going on that are kind of bombshell reports. So I'll be right back. So as much as I'm happy that Merrick Garland and the DOJ is going after voter suppression and these stupid fucking audits, as much as I'm happy about it, we still have some issues that we need to be concerned about when it comes to our attorney general and the Department of Justice. We're getting some news now that uh, is kind of disturbing. And if it's not disturbing to you, it should be, because it uh, really damages our government and our democracy, what was going on under the, the Trump administration and a little bit under the Biden administration, too. Now, you remember when the Mueller report was going on? There were a lot of leaks coming out of the uh, Trump White House. I don't know how that was happening, 
but uh, it was. I'm sure a lot of people saw what was going on, realized in their heart it was wrong, and they had to get it out. They wanted to keep their jobs, but they leaked out the information, hopefully, hopefully that somebody would do something to stop this crazy bullshit. So there were a lot of leaks. And of course, Donald Trump's a very paranoid piece of shit. He's like a mob boss. So what does he do? He attacks. And that's exactly what he did. So he went to the DOJ. Now remember, the DOJ is supposed to be independent of the White House and independent of the legislative body too. They're all three separate entities that should be completely separate. That changed under Donald Trump. Donald Trump weaponized the DOJ. William Barr, Jeff Sessions allowed him to do it. They did his bidding because that's how Donald Trump does things. So all these leaks were troubling him, especially since the Mueller report was in the process. And he wanted to stop leaks getting out so people wouldn't find out the fucked up shit he did. So what did he do? He sent the DOJ in to uh, subpoena information, emails, all kinds of shit from the press. Now, that's problematic. You know, the press is supposed to be uh, a non-governmental entity, but something that keeps everybody in check. As long as they report the news that's real and current, then people have to address that because a lot of people watch the news. Now everybody knows now the government has to answer questions about some of the things they do. Well, the problem is that the DOJ sent in and they wanted subpoenas from all of their records and all of their emails to try to find out who the leaker was. Now this is highly against what the press would do. The press will always protect their sources because if they don't, they won't have any more sources. We won't get any news. But, of course, they're between a rock and a hard place now because they got subpoenas. They got to react to subpoenas. What they should have done is what the Trump administration did and just ignore subpoenas. Apparently, you can do that. At least the Trump administration could. So anyway, they got all these records, they're digging through it and all that kind of stuff. And that's appalling, that's unethical and illegal because they're using this entity in the DOJ to combat against their political opponents. That's not, that's not ethical, that's not legal. Donald Trump and everybody around him knew that, but they didn't give a shit because they thought they had full power. And actually at the moment... They did. So they're digging out all this information from the press, but they did not stop there. You might remember at one point, Donald Trump stood up in front of an audience and stood up in front of a national television audience and said that uh, Adam Schiff was leaking stuff. He had no way to know that was true or not, but he was saying he needs to be investigated. Well, funny, just a day or two ago, it came out that Donald Trump also weaponized the DOJ to investigate sitting members of Congress. Sitting members of Congress. Now, that's highly unethical, highly irregular, and highly illegal. But that's what he did. 
Now, Donald Trump will say, I had no control of it. The DOJ did it. Well, you fucking told them to do it on TV, and they did it. So don't tell me you didn't apply some pressure. You know you did. So they're digging around, and uh, the, the, the two congressmen that we know that were looked into uh, were Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff. There were others. And then they looked into all of their staff and some t- cases, some of their families, even Adam Schiff's kid, for that matter. Don't know why they did it. But once they're digging into this now, they should um, have some pretty good reasons for doing it or they're going to have a lot of trouble. And the only reason was to help a president against their political foes. That's not a good reason. That's not a legal reason to do that. So there's going to be problems with that. So we got Donald Trump investigating the press, investigating sending members of Congress. This all a big problem. But the biggest problem I have or had with it was the fact that some of these activities continued after Donald Trump left office. Now, granted, Merrick Garland didn't get there until three months ago. So he can't be blamed for what happened right after the transition between Donald Trump and Biden. He wasn't there. He wasn't in charge. But the DOJ was, and whoever was acting as attorney general was. And some of these activities, some of these investigations, and some of these illegalities were still going on after Trump was gone. That's a problem. The other problem is that many of these people that were working on these projects, going after these things illegally, still work in the DOJ. Well, that's not good. Why would we keep these tainted people in the DOJ? Well, now Merrick Garland is in. He's been in for three months, and they're still there. And my biggest problem is we've heard nothing about it. Nothing at all. Well, wait a minute. They did announce, the deputy attorney general did announce that, hey, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. And we're going to have the inspector general do an investigation. The problem with that is they didn't say any of that until after the New York Times put this information out there. How long would they have let it ride had they not been exposed for these problems in the DOJ? Now, to me, that's a problem. Some people might say, oh, he's just protecting William Barr. He's just protecting Donald Trump, even though he's under Biden. Well, that's not the case. I don't think that's the case. We have to give Merrick Garland a little credit. He gets in three months ago. He's trying to settle things down. This DOJ has been damaged horribly during the Trump administration. It's in bad shape. It's got a lot of fucking problems. So Merrick Garland has to go in and start cleaning up, but it can't be done instantaneously. They've got to do some things. But yet, there's plenty of things that are going on there that Merrick Garland is kind of acting like William Barr. That's troubling. That pisses me off. It pisses off a lot of people. Like, Donald Trump's taxes could be released, but they're holding them back. So you have to wonder what what is going on in the mind of Merrick Garland. So now the general inspector will go into this, and there will be an inspection, and there will be um, 
investigations, and it will be brought to Congress exactly what happened. Now, if you're not familiar with what an inspector general is, it's kind of a separate entity from the department. He deals with the Department of Justice, but he's not really part of the Department of Justice. He's an unbiased, impartial attorney or investigator, apparently, that sits outside the DOJ. So when we have these situations, he can go in without any hindrance of being affected by people in the DOJ to find out what exactly happened. We saw that a lot in the Trump administration. And of course, when they found stuff, nothing was done because that's how Donald Trump and the Republicans did business. So now we're going to have this inspector general who was called in after it was exposed, which I find a problem, and is now going to dig things out. But still, Merrick Garland has to address this situation. One of the biggest problems I see with this is that there are still people that were part of this legal process still working in the DOJ. Yes, they were told to do it. Yes, they felt pressure about keeping their job to do it, but they in fact did it. They are tainted at this point. These people need to be flushed out and kicked out as quickly as possible. Anytime you have some, I mean, put it this way, you work in a grocery store, you uh, stuff a Stuff a bag of wieners down your pants, <laughs> no pun intended. But you do that and you walk out. What do they do? They fire you instantaneously and walk you out the door because they don't want to lose any more goddamn wieners. <laughs> and the same should be said for the Department of Justice. Whether they did it under pressure or whether they did it of free will, they still did it. And they got to be gone. Otherwise, the whole department is tainted. Now, the question is, will he do that? I don't know. I mean, the thing with Merrick Garland, he's very smart. He's pretty honest. There's a lot of good things about Merrick Garland. But he's one of these government officials who are very methodical. Step after step after step to get to where he wants to go. Now, I'm not like that. I'm more shoot from the hip. So I can't understand that process, but I understand that that process is necessary in order to do it right and not mess it up. I can appreciate that. But what Merrick Garland has to deal with is what every politician has to deal with, and that is public opinion. And the only way you can garner public opinion is to inform people what's going on. Yeah, I'm not firing them today, but here's why. You need to tell us. You need to be communicative about what's going on. We've been jerked around, lied to, and made fools of for four years. You can't just say, well, just be quiet. I'll take care of it. Because you know why? We don't trust politicians, whether they be Republican or Democrat. We don't trust you, and we have very good reason not to trust you. So you can be methodical and you can be the kind of guy that's going to go step by step very slowly to do it right, but we need to know. We need to understand what's going on, what you're going to do, and when you're going to fucking do it. It's as simple as that. That may be something you're not comfortable with, but since public opinion is so important to you and every other politician, you need to do it if you want to maintain positive public opinion. 
And I hope that Mayor Garland, with his speech today regarding uh, voter suppression and the audits and stuff, it's the start of Merrick Garland being more out front about things and what they're doing, expressing their opinions about various violations that have happened up to this point. I would like to know why these people and these processes were still enacted and still working after Biden took office. Again, you got ramp up time. You got to get in, figure out your surroundings and the people and I can blame Biden, but but part of me says, well, okay, the thing is when you become president, you're dealing with a ton of things. It's impossible to deal with everything at once. But what was going on in the DOJ was especially egregious and critical to our way of life in this country. If not the first thing you look at, it should be in the top five. It should be in the top five to get something done with that because the damage is continuing and will get worse if you don't address it. Now that it was exposed on the New York Times and they've called in the inspector general, hopefully now we can deal with the situation. But when you have somebody that doesn't say anything for three months, you wonder what, if anything, they're doing because we know that politicians can typically do a lot of nothing but make a lot of money. I don't think Merrick Garland is like that, but we still don't trust you because you're a politician. doesn't matter that you're Democrat. We don't trust you. And that's the bigger issue that this government has to contend with. As a whole, this country doesn't trust politicians. Republicans don't trust politicians. Hell, they don't even trust their own Republican politicians. Democrats don't trust anybody. We've spent four years being hoodwinked and jerked around by the Republican Party, so we don't trust anybody. And there's the other thing that that a lot of people I hear from say, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they arresting people? And I understand that. We went through all this shit. We get Joe Biden as president, and we think, okay, finally it's done, and we can get back to normal. So we want the actions quick. We want Donald Trump arrested. We want William Barr indicted. We want all these things to happen. But unfortunately, because it is government and because it does have to do with the uh, Department of Justice, everything is fucking slow. We need something to keep us going and keep us positive because we feel like that these people are just going to get away with it. I get that. But I also understand there is a methodical process to getting this done and getting it done right. I'm more impatient than that, but I understand the situation, so I have to sit back and wait and watch and see what happens. Now, all of us, a lot of you who talk to me say, well, what can we do? What can we do? There's really only one thing you can do, just one thing you can do. And that is keep speaking out, keep the pressure on, keep working on these people. Don't give your favorite party, your favorite politician, a pass. Because when you give people a pass, they're going to take advantage of it. If they know you're hanging over their head and watching their every move, they're going to be careful. They're going to be more honest because they have to be. So if you're wondering what it is you can do, That's the main thing you can do. 
is to speak up. Put pressure on, no matter if it's the Republicans or the Democrats. I said this in a previous TikTok. Maybe I did it in a previous podcast. If you're looking at this as Democrats versus Republicans or Republicans versus Democrats, you're not seeing it right. We know what has gone on for decades and decades and decades. The Republicans right now are the shit party because of Donald Trump and all the people following them. We have every right to bitch and complain about Donald Trump and the Republican Party. We need to clean that shit up and get that gone because it is a, a risk to our democracy. But don't fall in love with the Democrats completely because we've seen the Democrats work too. They're not all that high and mighty. They're better than the Republicans because they didn't have some dipshit like Donald Trump. But they've had their problems too. They've lied to us. They've cheated us. They've taken our money and given it to the rich. So don't fall in love with the Democrats. There's only one group you belong to, and that is the group of American citizens. Middle-class American citizens have been beat up for decades. You want to pound on the Republicans? Good, you should. They deserve it. But don't let the Democrats off free, because... Even if they don't cheat you like the Republicans did, they might get lazy. They might get hap and hap, uh, fat and happy. And we can't afford that to happen with all of the things that have occurred in this country for the last four years. There's a lot of cleanup that needs to be done. And we need people who are capable and willing to do that. And if we have to pressure them to make sure that's the case, well, then that's what the fuck we will do. So we got some good news, we got some troubling news, but it looks like we might get some action with that. So that's all good. We just have to do what we do and wait and see what happens. But again, keep the pressure on. Keep your opinions and your voice loud. Because that's the way things get changed in this country. You don't believe me? Think about the Vietnam War. We had all the hippies and the college students screaming about it, rioting and and uh, and protesting wasn't the prettiest, nicest thing. Nobody nobody wants violence, but they spoke loud and long enough where that Vietnam War ended, right? Or the civil rights. People screamed and fought about civil rights for a long time. And finally we got some civil rights. We're not as far as we should be, but at least we've got something. And now we stay loud and stay, keep the pressure on so that we can get what we want. Same goes for the DOJ, Merrick Garland, and all this bullshit that's going on. We must stay loud and we must keep the pressure on. I want to talk about one last thing. I've been hearing about this critical race theory. It's about, well, let me just read what, what it says because I, I don't know that I understand it completely, but I'll read what the definition says. Critical race theory is an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the U.S. who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with the issues of race and to challenge mainstream liberal um, approaches to racial justice. Notice she said uh, 
liberal approaches. We know there are racists out there, and we know that um, they're mostly conservative and Republicans, but there's liberals too. And they don't even know they're being racist, just the way they behave. They think they're being nice people. They think they're being helpful, but they're not. They're just perpetuating this racism. So critical racism asks to teach that in our schools. Now, I said in a TikTok, and I'm going to repeat it because I think it bears repeating. There are no schools that create racists. None. Racists are created and built up by parents and families. I've said it before many times. This country's troubles can be traced back to shitty parents. And there are plenty of them out there right now. They foment this racism in their kids and they carry it along into school and into their whole life. And we need to somehow change people's minds. We need to change how they think about race. Now, there's not much we can do with their parents because we don't have a lot of control over their parents, but we should have some control over these young kids coming up. Now, look, when I grew up, I had a dad who was racist, absolutely racist in every way. My mom was not. Fortunately, my dad worked a lot. My mom worked on us kids when he was away to try to fix that situation. When we got old enough to decide for ourselves what we really believed, not only did my mom's uh, assistance help me, but just common sense. Racism didn't make any sense. So I wasn't going to be racist in spite of what my dad always said. People always say, well, I'm this way because my dad's that way. That's bullshit. When you get to be an adult, you have the intelligence to know what's right or wrong. And if your dad taught you for 25 years what's wrong, you have enough sense. You should have enough sense to say, you know, he's my dad, but he's wrong. That's not how I believe. So don't blame it on your parents and you just fall into the trap to think the same way. You don't have to do that. You shouldn't do that, especially if these people are racist or wrong in some way. Lastly, I want to talk about the name critical race theory. I don't like that name. And one of the reasons is because I compare it to when we had the problems with George Floyd and the killings by cops. Everybody started screaming, defund the police, which is absolutely ridiculous. You can't defund the police and get rid of them. That's just not possible. And you gave ammunition to the Republicans saying, oh, they just want to get rid of police departments and let everybody run free. That's not what they meant, but that name caused you a problem because that's what it inferred. Same thing with critical race theory. I don't like the word theory. I mean, look at it. We know racism exists. That's a fact. We know the pain and suffering that was caused by racism is a fact. We know the limitations and the violence that currently happen now is because of racism. That's a fact. This isn't up for debate. 
This isn't something we have an opinion on or something we can talk about. These are all facts, and we need to address the facts and disregard theory. This isn't theory. This all happens. This is all real, and we need to address those things. So whether you want to teach critical race theory in schools or not, disregard that if you want. But teach the facts, the good, the bad, the ugly. We need to teach the kids exactly what happened, leaving out nothing, even the bad information, so that when they leave school, we don't perpetuate the bullshit that we're seeing now. So if you want to call it critical race theory, fine. I just think it's a misnomer. There is no theory about it. It's all facts. It all happened. What's to argue about? Tell the kids what happened. Let them decide what they think. And hopefully we will graduate better people every year. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we've got time running out. So let's wrap things up. And thank you for joining me one more time on The Rational Boomer. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.